great to have you guys here. I want to say a quick hello to all of our campuses. Thanks for being a part of our services. Happy Mother's Day. Let's also give it up for our God Behind Bars guys real quick. We love you guys. Well, before we go any further, I'm going to ask every mother at all of our campuses to stand to your feet. We want to take a moment to honor you, Mom. So come on, up to your feet. Let's give all these wonderful moms a hand. We love you. We're so grateful for you. We cannot do anything without you. You're amazing. We're so thankful. And we still need you to cook lunch. Thanks so much. We're grateful for you. You make such an impact in our world. And we're, this is just such a fun day just to take a moment to honor you and to celebrate you. I was talking to my wife. I was like, so Mother's Day is coming up. What are we going to do this year? She's like, oh, I think we should do like a Mamma Mia theme. So I was like, oh, okay. So I like watched the movie with her. And I was like, honey, this is an incredibly inappropriate movie. <laughs> like, I mean, if you ever watch this movie, like that, well, we don't know who the dad is here. This is like a Mari Povich episode. What's going on? I don't understand. And then she told me, she said, no, no, it's all the music and the dancing. I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Okay, now I understand. So, and of course, the Greek islands and all that. I, I understand now. It's, it's very beautiful. No question about it. So, but you know what? I wanted to say this, moms. We do love you. We're grateful for you. And we're so thankful for the difference you make. And honestly, this message, I mean, this content, I just went to my wife and said, honey, you're the most amazing mother I know. You got to give me some great content. You got to just tell, tell me and teach me and lead me. And so she certainly has poured into this. So I'm glad to share this today. And uh, I'm very blessed to have an amazing mother, first of all, that comes to the church uh, here as well that, that, that I've grown up with. And she's made such an impact in my life as well as I have the best mom in the world as my wife. She's an incredible uh, mom and she's been raising me for years. Honey, thank you so much for raising me. We're grateful. <laughs> And uh, some people say, you're still in your teenage years. I know, but I'm trying. But you know what? I am grateful, though, because she makes such an impact in our kids' lives as well. She's just such a, a difference maker. Uh, there was a, a, a kid that went and talked to his dad. He said, Dad, like, what's a man? And he goes, well, a man is someone who's responsible and cares for their family. And he said, okay, when I grow up, I want to be a man like mom. And so <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> moms are better than dad. Sorry, dad. It's just the truth. It's how, how it works. And moms are tough, too. You don't want to mess with the mom. That's like a whole thing, right? Like you don't mess with your mom. There was a young police recruit. They asked him on his exam and they said, what would you do if you had to arrest your own mother? He quickly wrote down, call for backup. Very smart guy. <laughs> so it's true. Moms are tough stuff. And so, but you know, I was talking to my wife and I said like, what's the, what would you want me to share today? What do all moms need to hear? And she said, you know what? Consistently I hear from moms. And one of the things that she hears over and over again, she said, is that almost every mom feels ill-equipped for the job. They feel like, I don't know if I can handle this holy assignment I've been given to raise these children. And so oftentimes moms feel ill-equipped. So I want to give you some notes to take today. And so would you pull out your note sheet? And as you do that, let me just, we're going to kind of help you through that a little bit today, moms, and just encourage you. Let's say our mission statement together real quick, though. Can we say that? What are we here to do as a church? We're here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die period. Again, thanks for being a part of our services today. It's so true that moms oftentimes feel ill-equipped, but the truth is they never think they're good enough for the job, but yet they are. And so mom, the first thing I want to tell you is this. Would you write this down? God has given you everything you need to raise your kids. God has given you everything you need to raise your kids. Years ago, when Mason was little, he was like two years old. And so he's our first kid. And so he was all over the map. He was so ADD into everything. I have no idea where he got that. Anyways, so he's all over the place. And I mean, Jessica would like break down crying once a week. And she just one day was calling out to God. She's like, God, you've got to help me with this child. I love him, but he's driving me crazy. He's just so into everything. He's just all over the place all the time. And so she just said, God, I just felt ill-equipped. And in her prayer time, she felt the Lord tell her, you are a perfect match for your son. And I really believe that's such a great word for all of us, isn't it? 
that God wants you to know, moms, that you are a perfect match for your children. God knows exactly what they need, and he gave you. Yes, he gave you them, but he also gave them you. And you're exactly what they need. You're the mom that God ordered for your children, which means you are fully equipped to handle the task. And so uh, there's this book that we bought years ago called How to Have a New Kid by Friday. And so it's a great little book. And so it was laying out on the counter one day and Mason looked at it. And this is when we'd already adopted Sophie. At this one, we have Cole now and then Sophie. And so Mason looked at his little kid and he says, how to, how to have a new kid by Friday. And he said, mommy, are we adopting another child by this Friday? <laughs> like, no, 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 we're good. We've adopted all the kids we're adopting. But you know, it's so funny how kids think. So, but I want to encourage you with this verse today. Would you write this verse down, moms? It says in 2 Peter 1, It says this, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. That means that you have everything you need for the child that God has given you or for the children that God has given you. You really do. So, But I also wanted to stop and acknowledge something that I know that today is special of a day as it is. And we're celebrating moms all day long. It's such a great thing to do. And we've been doing this all weekend in my family as well. And so, but I want to encourage you that I know that not everyone here today, Mother's Day is a good day. Sometimes Mother's Day can be a difficult day for many people. There's a verse in, in the Bible I want to point you to. Maybe you're struggling with a child right now. Maybe there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a kid in your family that's going a little wayward or rebelling or you're having difficulties with. This may be how you feel today. Psalms 42 verse 3 says this, My tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Maybe you feel that way. You're like, Pastor, this is a hard one for me because Mother's Day is difficult because of what I'm dealing with with my child. Or maybe Mother's Day is a difficult day for a whole host of other reasons. And so I want to just take a moment, if I can, and kind of have a ministry moment in the middle of our service. I know it's a large church, but I want to shrink a large church into a small church for a moment and just say, you know what, we want to be here for you. And we really believe that you can still have a personal touch and know that this is your family, um, even in a large context. And so, you know, just a couple of things I want to mention. One is maybe you've lost your mom. And maybe today's tough because you want to celebrate your mom, but she's no longer with you. Or maybe you've lost a child. And so you wish you could hear from that child, but that's not a possibility. And I believe that God will want you to know you're going to see them again one day. Whenever you pass, that, that day will come. Or maybe for you, it's a tough day because you have an estranged relationship from your mom or from a child either way. And so that can be difficult. Like, how do you pick out a card in the store in that situation, right? So sometimes maybe you come from a bad home or maybe it's, it's kind of a tricky thing because you're a stepmom. And so it can be a whole new dynamic with those kinds of things as well. So I don't know what may be going on in your world, but maybe today is tough for you. I just want to ask everyone real quick to bow their heads, and I just want to pray for you. And so as we just take a moment to pray, if that's you today, if I described you today in any of those cases, any of those situations, and it's just a tough day, maybe you want to be a mom and, and uh, it hasn't happened, you're longing for that, and so this, is, this can be difficult. I'm not sure what it would be for you, but... Any of those situations that, that possibly apply, maybe you lost your mom and you wish so bad she was here with you today, would you slip your hand in the air so we can pray for you? Just lift your hand in the air if today is a tough moment for you. As much as you want to celebrate Mother's Day, it, it also can be hard. And so just lift your hand high if you want across all of our campuses. And then I'm going to ask those around you with the sensitivity that the Spirit of God gives you just to reach out and place your hand on their shoulder and pray for them. And so it's okay to move around for a second if you need to. It's all right to do that. We're just going to pray for those. So if there's anyone that's got a hand up around you, just just lean over them. Just put your hand on their shoulder. We're going to pray for them right now, okay? Let's just do that. There's some people right here in the front. Would you just, someone step out of their seat? Thank you so much. And let's just pray for these people. 
We just want you to know that you're not alone. This is a church family. We want to care for those around us. And so it's okay to do that. It's okay to move around a little bit, church family. It's all right. We just want to pray right now for you. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are bigger than this pain. I thank you, God, that you are there in our difficult moments. Lord, I thank you that your word says that you are close to the brokenhearted. And so, Lord, we know today that you are close with us. Lord, I pray for those who miss their moms, that wish they could hug them today and tell them how much they love them. May they know that they're in, in your house worshiping you in the same way their mom is, is with you worshiping as well. Or for those who've lost a child, may they know that today as they worship you, that child is also gathered around the throne worshiping you today. God, may we find comfort in the fact that those that are estranged in their relationship with their mother or with a child, though, Lord, you are bigger than that and your grace can cover them during this time. And Lord, you can carry them during these moments. So Lord, with whatever's going on in our, in our lives, Lord, I thank you, God, that as we hurt today, that you are close to those who are hurting. We love you, Lord. We look to you. We worship you even in these tough times, even in these dark moments, Lord. We thank you, God, that even though Mother's Day is a day of celebration, sometimes it can be tough. We pray your blessings and your grace over each person that is hurting today. In your name we pray, amen, amen. Can we just give God a hand for how good he is, even in some tough moments? Even in some tough moments, so thank you so much. Isn't it great to know that there's people who will just pray for you when you come to church and just want to honor there and be there, be there for you? You know what you just experienced when just a few handful of people put their hands in you and just prayed for you and just, you felt like, wow, I just felt this love? You actually just felt a small glimpse of what we call life groups. You just felt the connection of other people, and this is why we encourage you to get in the group. It's a great thing to get plugged in with other people because you're going to find that there's loving people just like you that have problems and situations just like you that are there for one another. And so this is why we love our life groups so much. Well, before we go any further, if you haven't cried yet, this next video will probably get you. Check it out.
Just take a moment to give it up for our single moms as well who do so much. Incredible. They're like superheroes. So grateful for them as well. Moms, you do so much for us. And single moms, we just, it's amazing what you are able to do. And so just thank you for all that you do. You know, um, as I was talking with my wife about this, you know, we, we, we talked about moms and, and the incredible sacred journey and, and job that it is to raise children. And, and uh, this is a verse she gave me as well. It's in Proverbs 1, verse 8. It says this, Hear, my child, your father's instruction, and do not reject your mother's teaching. For they are a fair garland for your head and pendants for your neck. And so I looked up fair garland. I want to know what that meant. And it, mean, it means literally a garland or a necklace of grace. And so maybe you've been given something like this from one of your children before, right? And so just to, your teaching is like putting a garland of grace around the neck of your children. You know, a garland of grace means that there's a grace that your teaching gives that, that dad doesn't give, that, that your teaching gives that pastors don't give, that others don't give. It's just something about you, mom, that you teach your children that, that helps them have a grace in their life, that there's a relational connectedness, there's an empathy that they have, there's a caring part of them that's developed through you and who you are to them, and they carry that grace with them everywhere that they go. And so it's a garland of, of grace. My, my wife told me the other day, she has so much wisdom, she said, make sure you prepare the child for the path and don't prepare the path for the child. Sometimes we're guilty of that, aren't we? Just trying to smooth out everything perfectly when the, real, the truth is, is that life is not going to go perfect. So you have to raise your kids to be able to handle those bumps, those difficulties, and they're gonna need a, 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 an amount of grace on their life to be able to handle difficulties, the, the patience, the kindness, all those things that God wants to instill in us, those come through a loving 
mother. My wife has always poured scripture over our children. What I mean by that is she's always taught them the word and referenced the word and also even spoken the word over them and prayed it over them. And I wanted to give you a couple of the verses that she uses with our kids. Uh, so maybe these are some things you can adopt with your children too. You don't have to, but I wanted to just give this if I can, because my wife has a lot of moms that come and ask her about different seasons that they're in in their lives. And our kids are getting a little bit older now. And so she oftentimes just kind of kind of helps out young moms who just feel stressed out and just think, man, I just don't feel like I can handle this. And she will tell them, oh, yes, you can. You're going to be just fine. You can do this. And she'll encourage them with some verses that she gives her own children. Here's a verse that she's poured over our kids and actually prayed over them for years. Here's the verse. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. She would literally go in their bedrooms when they were little, and she would put her hands on their head, and she would pray this over them. Here's the verse. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his, fine, his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you. She would literally pray that over our kids. One day, in fact, Cole was about seven or eight and uh, she was leaving the room after she'd done this. She said, and he said, mommy, come back here. She came in and then she, he got up and he put his hand on her head and prayed that verse over her. Needless to say, she didn't make it out of there without tears running down her, her face. But, but it's, it's true that what you pour out over your kids, they will eventually pour out over others as well. Here's another verse that she's taught all of our kids um, about purity, uh, because in today's world, it's so tough to be pure. This would be a great one for you to have your kids memorize, actually. It says in Psalms 119, 9 through 11 and verse 33, it says, how can a young man or woman keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart, I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word I've treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall observe it to the end. It's a great word because, you know, today's world with, with phones in everyone's hands and the internet and, and Netflix and everything else is just so easy for kids to have way too much access to stuff. And so, we, so how, do you, how do you keep a, a, a child pure? By living according to your word. Here's another verse that, that I highly recommend. If you have children that struggle with ADD, and most kids nowadays it seems like do, especially with phones uh, shortening all of our attention spans. It's in 1 Chronicles 29. It says, give my son or daughter, you can plug in the name. This one says Solomon, but you can plug in the name of your child. Give my son or daughter Solomon an uncluttered and focused heart so that he can obey what you command, live by your directions and counsel and carry through. It's a great word. Maybe your child struggles with ADD. I just want to remind you, mom, uh, that the only area in life that ADD is a problem is school. No other area in life is, I've never heard anyone say, I had to let them go from their job. Why? They were just too ADD. Never heard that once. It's not a problem any other place other than the fact that it's the one area where a kid's supposed to sit for six to eight hours straight and pay attention. I don't know anyone who's good at that. That's a long time, and so it's a lot to ask. And so just, just hang in there. It's okay. You know, I know that they kind of get a little discouraged in school because of that, but it's all right. Uh, ADD has actually uh, look, now been called, the AD, it's been called the entrepreneurial gene because it can actually help you do multitasking very well in your life. So it's, it's actually not a bad thing. It can be a very good thing in your life. So keep that in mind. 80% of all Fortune 500 CEOs have ADD. So apparently it's not hurting them or holding them back. Here's the verse that my mother talked and said over me and prayed for me all the time. And man, did God answer it. Numbers chapter 32. Be sure your sin will find you out. <laughs> Thanks a lot, mom. She prayed it over me. And I mean, I got caught in anything I did bad. I learned pretty early, man. I remember getting caught and she was like, She's like, Billy, your sins will find you out. I'm going to pray it over you. I was like, okay, you know. So then I would do something dumb or something bad or try to get away with something. And I would get busted. And I thought, man, my mom was praying for me again. 
So I had this healthy fear of God because I know that his word says your sins will find you out. That's not a bad thing for kids to have a little bit of fear in them to realize that I'll get in trouble. You know, like I need to not do this. I'm not gonna get away with what I think I'm gonna get away with. So I encourage you to do that as well. But speaking the word of God over them and then praying it over them, it's a great thing to do. Pray with your kids and instill these verses in them. I highly encourage you to do that. So another thing that I was talking with my wife about was she said, you know, a lot of moms struggle and families struggle uh, because they make it so kid-centric. We tend to make our whole world about our children. And she said, that's actually a mistake because actually if you make your whole world about your kids, it actually turns them into narcissists without even meaning to. Because then they wonder why, why doesn't my employee make it, employer make everything about me? It's like, well, because they're not your mama, for one. <laughs> Number two, your mama shouldn't have done that either because the whole world's not about, about you. And so we wonder why we struggle with this. We don't realize it, but in our efforts to love our kids, we make everything about them. That can actually be a problem. So actually she says, you're doing the Lord's work. So make it about him, make it about God and not just about your children. And so what that really means is to have a higher purpose than just being a family. Isn't that good? It's important that we do that. So what does that mean for you and me today? Mom, I wanna encourage you with this. Number three, mom, you are doing the Lord's work. You're doing the Lord's work. In fact, maybe you think, well, you're talking about you know, changing the next generation and all this. I mean, I'm, I'm changing diapers. How can I be changing the next generation? Actually, you are. You're making a huge impact. You really don't even realize it now, but one day you will understand the impact that you're making. Uh, you are doing the Lord's work. But I just want to say this, Mom. I don't mean this ugly, but I want to help you a little bit here. If you're waiting for your children to finally recognize all you're doing for them and waiting for that full-blown appreciation, as much as we want to honor you today, and we are, that can be really daunting to always feel like, I feel like I'm never appreciated. Instead of seeking their appreciation, seek the Lord's affirmation. That he is saying, I see all you do, even when they don't. Even when they don't get it, God does get it. He sees all that you are doing. He really does. So it says in Colossians chapter three, it says, whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly as though you were working for your real master and not merely for humans. You know that your real master will give you an inheritance as your reward. It is Christ, your real master, whom you are serving. So you're gonna get inheritance. You're gonna be rewarded in heaven for all that you do. I always tell my wife, I'm like, you're gonna be way more rewarded than most uh, moms because you had to raise my DNA. That's incredibly difficult. Good job. And so, right? And so, no, but the truth is, is, is that you are being rewarded in heaven for all that you do. And so we are grateful for you too, mom, but also the Lord wants to affirm you today. But I wanted to mention this. My wife said this. I thought this is really smart. I've actually heard her tell other moms this just when they come to her for encouragement. And so she said, just remember this. Here's the order. You're not number one, a mom. That's number three on the list. Number one, you're a daughter of the king. And number two, you're a wife. And then number three, you're a mom. And so if you get the order wrong, what happens is you, you make your whole world about your kids, but then one day your whole world ups and walks out of your home. So you want to make your world about the Lord and what he has for you doing. In this season, it's about raising those kids. But that season will change. And so you have to be willing to let that happen. It is going to be a reality. And so first, you're a daughter of the king. Second, you're a wife. Third, you are a mom. Or as Pastor Marcus uh, says, a mum. You know, I said, tell him this. <laughs> mom? Mom, you are doing the Lord's work. You really are. So if we didn't get you on any of those videos yet, check out this one. This should do it. Sweetie, can you not eat off the floor? Come on, let's go see Dad. 
There will be a day when you hold him on your hip for the very last time. That's a good beard. One more time, one more time, and there we go. There will be a day when you've made your final bubble beard. Mom? Yeah? day when you will no longer be greeted like a hero. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. Or get the privilege of carrying them up to bed in your arms. Hey, Mom. Can we have the keys? Nothing can prepare you for these days. Just as nothing can prepare you for the day when they finally understand how much you love them. Aren't we grateful for our mothers? They're amazing. They really are. In fact, the Bible says that we should honor them. And so as we've been talking to moms today, today I want to talk to everyone who's not the mom, but everyone else in the room and tell you what is our role today. It's really simple. Number four, go all out of your way to make mom know she is loved. To let her know she's loved. In fact, make sure she doesn't just know it, but that she feels it. We want to make sure our mom actually feels that we love her as much as she loves us, if that's even possible. Proverbs 31 gives us some good insight into this. It says this, her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins in with words of praise. Many women have done wonderful things, but you outclass them all. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades. The woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves, but then it says something unique. It says festoon her, her life with praise. And I was like, Festoon? What, is, what does festoon mean? I mean, this is the message translation. It's supposed to be super contemporary and modern, and all of a sudden he uses this old school word, festoon. Why would the interpreter use that word? So I looked up festoon. I was curious, what would that mean? What are we supposed to do with mom that's so unique here? So, so here's what festoon means. Festoon means a graceful garland around her neck. In other words, the very garland of instruction that she has put around your neck, the way that you honor her, it's by listening to all that she's taught you and following it, and then you put that same grace around her neck. That's how you honor your mother. In fact, many of you say, I wish so bad I could honor my mother today. I wish she was still with me. The way you're living your life is honoring your mother. The words you say, the actions, because you learned that from her. That's where you got that from. In fact, the Bible says, if you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. If you love your mom, show her by doing what you, you were taught by her. The instructions that she gave you. In the same way that we love God, but God says, if you love me, obey my commands. It's very similar with our moms, right? If you love me, just obey my instructions. That's all I ask. 
is that you do what I taught because they know that what they taught us works. It actually works in our lives. That's really what they're looking for us to do is simply to honor them and honor their legacy. Would you take a moment right now and pray with me with every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to take a moment if I can. You've been festooned. You've, you've, you've had a garland of grace placed around your neck from your mother's instruction. And we're going to honor them doing the same very thing. In fact, during this prayer time, I just had to tell you last night, a little girl, when I pulled out my necklace, took her necklace off and put it around her mother's neck in service. She had no idea the illustration she was giving about how we put a garland of grace around our mother's neck when we honored them by simply living an honor, honorable life and, and all that they taught us by simply following it. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, here's the reason your mom wanted you in church today. The reason, there's a reason our attendance is, is always skyrocketing on Mother's Day is because moms are sensitive to the things of God. Could it be that they want you here because they want you to know the very anchor that anchored them in life in raising you, Jesus. Do you know that same anchor? Do you have that same foundation in your life in knowing Jesus? You see, God loved you so much, he sent his own son Jesus to die on the cross for you and me. Christ died for us and he rose again from the grave, proving that he is God. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, you can receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior right now by praying a very Simple prayer. It's not complicated. It's not even meant to be religious. It's, sim it's just simple faith. You can pray this prayer and you can receive Christ right now. Would you pray this prayer with us? You can just say, Dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you paid the price for my sin. And I believe you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I repent of my sins. I put you in first place. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In your name we pray. Amen. Isn't God good? His word is so true.